Hello, and welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach, and I'm the founder of PCOS Diva. And my mission is to help women with polycystic ovary syndrome find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. And if you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com because there I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as well. Now let's get started. Today I have the privilege of talking with Rob Nelms, and he is the CEO of Fertility Focus, and we're actually going to be talking about one of those tools, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, finding the tools and knowledge you need to take control of your PCOS. He is the CEO um, of a company that developed the Oversense Fertility Monitor, which I think is one of those really key tools that every woman with PCOS needs to really understand her cycle um, and her fertility. So, Rob, welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. Hi, Amy. So you have over 26 years' experience um, in bringing about groundbreaking medical technology and software to market, and you've been spending the past 15 years focusing on women's health. So as the fertility-focused CEO, um, you've helped bring the Oversense product to market, and, um, you know, that's why I really want you on to kind of explain, like, the background and why this product is so unique um, and kind of how it works and how it can really help a woman with PCOS kind of really take control um, of her fertility, and I, I think it really helps you advocate for yourself. Um, so, so glad to have you here. Thank you. So I was wondering um, if you could sort of start out by, like, what, what is the Oversense Monitor, um, you know, so that those who have never heard of Oversense, you know, kind of has an understanding about what it is. Sure. It's um, essentially an app that goes with a specific sensor that's designed uh, for measuring temperature in the vagina. So you place that sensor in overnight, and it takes up to 100 readings overnight, and then you download the data in the morning to get uh, a fertility status reading each morning and a chart much like a, a basal body temperature chart but much more accurate than that and looking at your core temperature rather than your basal temperature. So how, how did you all, I know that's kind of proprietary, I mean there's nobody else doing that out on the market, kind of measuring your core temperature. Um, how, how did you sort of develop that concept? Well, essentially, the, the idea came from two veterinary scientists um, in the UK uh, at a university in the west of England called the University of Bristol, and they were looking for ways of measuring rapid temperature rises, but very accurately. And essentially, they, they looked at that in cattle, um, and they looked, looked at it in horses as well, but uh, at the same time, they started developing concepts for looking at it in humans, and particularly focused in on the concept of using it for infertility. So the use of temperature has been long known in, in the clinical literature for uh, looking at your ovulation and looking at the movement of uh, progesterone in the body. And essentially, they were 
just using that idea but improving on it by by looking at uh, the temperature temperature in the vagina and there's some clinical literature which points to the use of uh, vaginal and rectal temperature as being a very useful way of much more accurately seeing what's happening with the action of progesterone on the ovaries. So, the, so you have um, the monitor and um, and the the probe that you use, or I don't know the app. What, what do you call? Um, I call that sen a sensor. So it's just the a vaginal sensor. sensor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so you sleep with that in, um, and it's connected to like your smartphone, um, and it takes readings throughout the night. Maybe you could tell us a little bit um, more in detail how that works. Sure. I mean, we thought it was very important that there's no uh, connection between your phone or your device and the sensor during the night. So, in fact, it's a completely passive device. It's just taking readings of temperature. That's all it's doing. And then when you take it out in the morning, you, you place it next to your phone or device. And we, we have both an Android and an Apple app. So we cover the vast majority of phones out there on the market and, and iPads as well. And uh, you press connect. And the point at which you press connect then wakes up the sensor for communicating. So at that point, it will then communicate with your uh, device and it will send the data across to your device. Uh, as soon as it's finished doing that, it goes back to being passive again and all it's doing is reading temperature. So it really takes um, kind of the guesswork um, out of, like if you're taking like your, your um, temperature every day in like a t the traditional sort of way of monitoring your cycle, you know, it's kind of up to you to, to notice the temperature and record it and this, um, the, the OvaSense sort of does it all for you. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and, and many, many women that have used it have come back very specifically to say that they find that it reduces the amount of stress they have uh, in monitoring their cycles because BBT is, is difficult to take and of course it's only one measurement each day and it's uh, oral and you have to do it on, upon waking and it's, it becomes quite a grind whereas this really is something you can forget about. You place it in overnight um, and then you, you take the readings in the morning, simple as that. So can you sort of explain to us why the OvaSense monitor is kind of unique for women with PCOS? So compared to, um, especially for a woman that's trying to conceive and, you know, she's really interested in when she's ovulating, if she's ovulating, and perhaps using like an over-the-counter ovulation predictor kit. Um, you know, how is OvaSense... Um, superior to, to like those, you know, um, ovulation predictor kits? Sure, very happy to take you through that. So I suppose there's two questions there. The first is, um, what is the difference between OvaSense and just doing BBT charting or using an app or using, you know, there are a number yeah. of other temperature devices on the market. Mm -hmm. uh, and the answer to that is we do pro provide a prediction in cycle with the data that you're actually acquiring during that cycle. That's very important for a woman with PCOS because obviously she doesn't necessarily know she's going to ovulate at the same time next month or even if she is ovulating. So what OvaSense does is by giving you that prediction, it's giving you the ability to see in every single cycle when you're likely to ovulate. Uh, it provides a four-day window that we call the ovulation window and um, that starts on the day before ovulation 
and runs up until two days after ovulation. The second question is really what's the difference between Obusense and, and a loose ionizing hormone test, so an OPK, um, those urine strips that, that a lot of people know about. Uh, the problem with those for women with PCOS is that they um, don't work well for you and they will often produce a positive uh, result at the wrong point in the cycle. And that's because women with PCOS have raised levels of luteinizing hormone at different points in their cycle than we're looking for to try and look for ovulation, particularly early in the cycle. So you'll tend to get false positives from day five onwards in, in most cycles. So what we're ena enabling a woman to do is really to see the whole of her cycle, to monitor it from the start of whenever she decides to start monitoring. And obviously some women with PCOS get get no period at all or they get one very, very infrequently. And this gives them a much better understanding of what's going on with the level of progesterone. As I said, that's the key thing. Progesterone is the hormone that is released as ovulation is happening. And that's the key thing that we're looking for. So that raise in progesterone that's indicative of ovulation is what we're able to see. And we're able to see it in advance in the cycle. That's the key difference. It is advanced in the cycle. Yeah, and 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 what is the accuracy of the of the monitor? So in t we we do two things. We predict ovulation in advance, as I said, and the accuracy of that is is eighty nine percent, and the sensitivity of that is also eighty nine percent, and that that's for the days uh, in advance of uh, the ovulation occurring. The accuracy for the accuracy for detecting the exact date of ovulation, which happens afterwards, is 99%. The key difference for predicting is when we tell you we've got um, a an, a result. So in those 89% of cycles where we say you're going to ovulate tomorrow, the positive predictive value, the the, the accuracy of that result that you're given is 96%. So it's very accurate when it's telling wow. you it's predicting in advance. And, and, yeah, and the algorithm... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. The, and the key thing about that is we did deliberately designed the algorithm to tell you only when we're certain, or as certain as we can be, that ovulation is going to happen, which means you may not get a prediction, but it's better that you don't get a false positive in our view. Um, so we've, we've deliberately designed the algorithm in that way. We could tell you much more often that we think it's likely to happen, but we don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. You know, it's just, um, I think that, gosh, if I had this device when I was, you know, trying to figure out what was going on with my cycles, you know, even before I was diagnosed with PCOS, because it took me almost like 12 years to get a diagnosis. Um, I, it just gives you so much control and kind of power <laughs> so that you could then take the data, right, from, from um, you know, you're recording a couple cycles to your clinician and you can actually show them. Um, so it sort of takes a, it takes a lot of that guesswork out of, like, gosh, did I ovulate? When did I ovulate? Even with, you know, at the time, I was using um, the Crichton model, which is a lot, it's, you know, using observations. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think it's really difficult for women with PCOS to use that method because um, of those, you know, kind of the low level of progesterone that we often have. Sure. And, um, sure. It kind of, um, it, you know, causes a lot of, I think, misreadings <laughs> um, so it's it, 
it is such a powerful tool to be able to, you know, say 90% accuracy, 99% accuracy that, you know, you, you did or did not ovulate um, during that cycle. So I'm wondering, um, with the data that you've had, you know, you, with um, the OvaSense monitor now being out on market for a couple of years and, um, you know, been working um, with women with PCOS who have been using it, have you noticed any interesting things around women with PCOS in their cycles? I mean, are they ovulating later in the cycle? Um, you know, do you have any data uh, on what's going on with with those women with PCOS that are using the monitor? Yes, absolutely. And, and in, in a sense, this is the most exciting thing about the, the product and the, the most exciting development that we have. And we're going to carry out a, an epidemiological study uh, later this year uh, that we're going to ask users to be involved with, which will look at all of the data that we have. Um, so we've noticed a number of cycle characteristics which we believe would be helpful in, uh, in assisting clinicians to diagnose PCOS and for those women that haven't got a diagnosis yet. Um, and really that's all about what happens to progesterone, what happens to their temperature, which is the representation of what's happening to progesterone in their cycles. So essentially the traditional curve for, for ovulation, as, as your listeners will know, is your progesterone is relatively low and then you get a uh, a rise over three to five days, and a significant rise usually, and then that stays relatively high towards uh, the end of the cycle, and then if you if you have a period, then essentially it drops again. What we see with women with progesterone is that, that at the beginning of some of their cycles, they have a high progesterone and it comes to a low level. At the end of some of their cycles, instead of that progesterone being sustained throughout the cycle, through, throughout the, the luteal phase, the end of the cycle, what we see is that dropping. And we believe these are indications, both an, an ability to diagnose PCOS, but also an indication potentially if you've got luteal phase insufficiency um, or a short luteal phase where you need some kind of support for your cycle right. in order to, to successfully both conceive and also uh, continue to carry uh, to carry the uh, blastus and becomes the, the embryo that becomes the fetus. Um, yeah. So we, we hope to publish on that, um, you know, at the beginning of next year, but, but that's a very exciting development and, and something we can already help um, uh, our users to, to understand as they go through their cycles. You know what I've, I've found really interesting? So in my... Um PCOS Diva community, there's a lot of women using the OvaSense monitors, and many have been able to get pregnant as a result of being able to better predict ovulation. Um, and now that they're having their babies, um, you know, they're they're starting to use the OvaSense monitor as kind of a, and I know that you can't market it as a birth control device, but gosh, if you can um, sort of avoid getting back on hormones because um, so many of us really have a problem with birth, the, you know taking the mm -hmm. birth control pill because it just messes with our moods and our insulin and um, you know, just makes us feel bad. So if you can use kind of this non-hormonal um, way of managing your fertility, um, what, whether you're looking to try to conceive or, or avoiding pregnancy, um, you know, it's, it's it's just such a powerful tool, and um, 
I didn't know if you were aware that there are women using it in that way. Uh, sure. I mean, I think that the key thing there is we are not necessarily just about helping you to get pregnant. We're, we're, the product is very much about giving you the information you need to manage your condition if you have PCOS or, you know, if you have some other condition that means that you can't conceive. Understanding what's happening to your body is a really key thing to getting back in control, as we were saying earlier. And in addition to that, if you then get put on any kind of medication, Obisense helps you track that medication as well. And we, we have, I would guess it's something like 40% of the users are on, at some point, are on some kind of medication. So obviously, uh, the women who have PCOS will be are likely to be on metformin. And if they're being stimulated with letrozole or clomid, then they'll be able to see the effect of that as well. A lot of women also have, as you'll know, have, have thy thyroid problems, so they take thyroxine. And again, the control over the cycle and the understanding of what the thyroxine is doing is, is very important um, in that regard. Yeah, and, and also I think um, lifestyle change in supplements like um, Avocetol, which is a, a combination myo inositol dechiro inositol supplement that I've talked a lot about. Mm -hmm. And um, you can actually see the, your cycle improve um, often um, on the Obisense monitor, you know, after taking some of these supplements like... Um, you know, Avocetol and N-acetylcysteine and other supplements that I'm talking about yeah. on PCOS Diva. Um, so, y you know, and then you, you kind of see that, that the proof is in the pudding, so to speak, and um, you can see how these, uh, you know, supplements and pharmaceuticals are, you know, impacting your cycle and your health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, for those of you that are listening that may have, um, you know, purchased sort of your first uh, prototype kind of Ovisense monitor, you know, things have changed and you alluded to it in, you know, the beginning um, of the podcast that now you have an app and it's, you know, all kind of this smart app um, and the, the sensor, uh, but... How is how is the pricing structure and all of that changed um, from you know kind of the first phase of, of the product? Sure. So I mean, the first product cost a lot to manufacture and therefore cost a lot to buy as well for a user. I mean, obviously we have to pass on the costs uh, and and also make money in order to manufacture it. So um, it was relatively high. So it started out at around five hundred dollars and and then came down to about three ninety nine dollars. Um, the new product, essentially the starter pack is the thing that, that you need to get going and you get 30 days um, free subscription with that and a sensor uh, and a reader device if you need it um, and that costs $99 and then each month of subscription costs you $35 uh, but you can get a significant discount by ordering an annual subscription so the total price for you uh, if you're going to uh, use it for a long period of time uh, comes down significantly compared with the previous product. So then now what if somebody gets pregnant and you know discontinues the, the subscription is it something that you can start up again? Um, yes, you know, so, so we have okay. two, two, op two options for the subscription. The first one is just monthly and a lot of users use that and as I said that's $35. You can start and stop at any time and Quite interesting, we're seeing quite a lot of 
uh, people who who will use it say for one two months and then they'll they'll have a month's rest or they may go off and do IBS for a month uh, and they then stop using Obisense but they'll then come back again so that's quite a common um, uh, usage and about 65 to 70 percent of our users use it on a monthly basis and then if you want to order an annual subscription that costs you two hundred and ten dollars. So it's about half price if you were going to use it for a full twelve months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just thinking. I was wondering if you could share any success stories with us, with um, you know, women, with specifically with PCOS. Um, do you have any that have sort of come to mind? Well, we have a lot, as you know already, uh, and and I think the key thing is uh, that. Each each month that we that we that we continue, we, we find around twenty percent of women are getting pregnant, and you, as you know, a significant number of our users do have PCOS. Um, uh, we have a lady called Kirsty, and there's a very nice video of her who um, had other other diagnoses as well as uh, PCOS, and she got pregnant within two months of using Obisense and, and said it was very much about her understanding that she was ovulating late in her cycle. Um, we have other users who have used your supplements and uh, your uh, one, of, one of your programs. Um, and that particular lady had, it was very interesting, she had a, a completely flat um, cycle, essentially showing that she was anovulatory before she started uh, your program. Uh, she then took the supplements and, and, and went through your program was able to see obviously her, her cycle recovering really in terms of, of ovulation uh, and she then got pregnant as a, as a result of, uh, of using uh, the two things combined so uh, as we said earlier it's, it's a very useful um, thing for doing that. Yeah, and I, and I think it's just, it's really great to be able to um, show your doctor because, you know, they, they speak sort of in test studies and statistics and, um, you know, when you kind of say, gosh, I'm, I'm thinking about trying this supplement, but, you know, and they, they might roll their eyes, and but when you come back with the actual data, um, you know, on your Oversense, you know, app, and, you know, you really can't refute that, um, and... You know, I just think that it's just really cool. Um, yeah, and I'd say so as well, it's gained, you know, avocetol, inositol and uh, the various forms of that are gaining, they're gaining significant traction in the clinical community as well, I'd say. I mean, I, I was recently at the European Society of Human Reproductive Endocrinology, um, and that, that there were papers there on inositol and, and its its use uh, for, for fertility management. So I, I absolutely believe it's, you know, it's going to become more common. That's that's great to hear because I was out, I'm trying to think what year it was, 2015, 14-15 um, at the American Association of Reproductive Medicine and I actually went up to, uh, I won't name names, but one of the prominent PCOS researchers and kind of brought a bunch of, you know, I'm a diva, so I've, I had all of my like printouts of studies and brought it up to him and said, you know, how come nobody's talking about inositols on this stage? And he sort of poo-pooed me and said, you know, that's, you know, there's nothing that's going to help as much as like the pharmaceuticals and just wasn't even willing to, to speak to it. So, you know, it's good to hear that, you know, it's gaining some traction because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm a big supporter of, you know, a natural 
ways of managing, you know, your fertility and PCS. And Ovisense, that's why I'm a big champion of Ovisense, because I think it, it really is aligned with, you know, what I'm trying to share with women with PCOS. And, um, you know, I'm seeing, uh, you know, hearing and seeing the, the success stories as well through my community. So... I'm just so glad that you came on um, the podcast, Rob, and, and gave us yeah, more information. Uh, so if somebody is interested in trying um, the, the monitor, how can, how can they um, order it and where can they find the app? Sure. So very important to us is, first of all, we educate you about what Obisense does. So we have a, a lot of detailed but relatively easy to read information on our website. That's www.obusense.com O-V-U-S-E-N-S-E and uh, the website is available in all English speaking countries around the world basically um, so in the US it's just it'll automatically redirect you to our US site but it's all the same information on on, on all the sites um, and then we have a store on there so in the top menu there's a store and when you click on that store um, if if you want to buy um, Obisense this month, there is uh, a special um, code which allows you 25% discount. And you put that in during the cart process, uh, and that code is DIVA, D-I-V-A, uh, yeah, sorry, 2017, so DIVA2017. And can you get that um, in, um, like, throughout um, international countries? You know? Sure. So that's, that code is applicable uh, on all our sites. Okay, and you ship all over the world? Uh, we do uh, basically all English-speaking countries around the world at the moment. So, um, sorry, primary English-speaking countries. So US, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, uh, UK, uh, Ireland. And then you can purchase it in other countries as well. Okay. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Rob. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Amy. To to share, you know, this, this really valuable tool. Um, all right, so, yeah, so that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for listening and joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to the show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes. I love to hear from you. Uh, and if you have somebody that might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with your family or friends so that she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free newsletter. It goes out once a week with lots of new um, cutting-edge information about PCOS. So just enter your email on PCOSDiva.com uh, to make sure that you never miss a future issue. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. I look forward to being with you again soon. Bye-bye.